open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We've got an awesome interview with David Berger, former practicing attorney, CEO, and founder of the Digital Currency Council. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Trace. So just a little bit about your background. You'd finished law school at NYU, moved down to D.C., and worked actually on the Jeffrey Skilling case, right? Like right. The, the civil defense of the former, what was he, CFO of Enron? He was the CEO of Enron. CEO of Enron. Oh, man, what a mess. And practiced law. Then you went over to Asia. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me a little bit about what you did over in Asia with yeah. these family offices? Sure. So... You know, I've been in the professional services and family investment space for most of my career. As you mentioned, as a lawyer, then building peer networks for CIOs of family offices, CEOs of large firms. And really what my goal has always been is to help professionals learn from each other. Most of these professionals went to school a long time ago, but they're constantly trying to learn gain more understanding, gain insights that will help them make better decisions in their business. So most of my career has really been focused on that, bringing folks together to make better decisions for themselves or their clients. And now these are family offices. We're talking about like high net worth individuals. In a lot of cases, they actually have like an entire team of accountants and attorneys that's in charge of helping them manage their investments, pick their investments pick how they structure everything with their estate planning and their tax planning. All, all of this is what you were doing with managing this family office group in Asia. That's correct. So typically we would work with either the CIO, the chief investment officer, or the matriarch or patriarch, the actual wealth holder, to help them understand what other families were doing so that they could not make the same mistakes or learn or, or leverage the insights of those families. And then you actually left Southeast Asia to go to New York to manage the branch for a very large family office firm out of London. That's correct. Yeah. So I was, while I was working in Hong Kong, I received a call from Campton Wealth, which is a very large platform that brings wealth holders and wealth managers together across the globe. And the largest business of Campton Wealth is called the Institute for Private Investors which is a 23-year-old firm here in New York, which has brought together about 300 families with an average net worth of uh, approximately $250-plus And the aim of that network has been decision support. It's, you know, how do we help families make better decisions, be better stewards of their wealth for themselves and for the family members that are to come, and also for society. We talked a lot in those meetings about philanthropy and impact investing, as well as traditional wealth management. And now this pulls in right where you're going with this digital currency council, because Barry Silbert, he's the one I think that funded you. 
And with the Digital Currency Council, you're focused on educating the professionals. You mentioned before the show that you'd done a study and you found that when it comes to getting advice, when it comes to financial things, people still turn to their trusted advisors, to their CFPs, their certified financial planners, to their CPAs, their certified public accountants, to their attorneys. They turn to those people to help them make their their decision about a new asset class or a new asset or whatever it is, right? And so how are you targeting those particular professionals and helping them understand Bitcoin with this Digital Currency Council? Absolutely. So let me share a little background and answer your question. I've now been following Bitcoin for about three years. And over those three years, I was meeting with, in my roles over that time, high net worth investors, family offices, their private bankers, their wealth managers, their lawyers, their accountants. And I would often ask, so what do you think of Bitcoin? And for the most part, I was met with blank stares, shrugs of a shoulder. Um, most of these very sophisticated professionals simply didn't know. Uh, they uh, oftentimes either pled ignorance or worst case, in, in, you know, in some cases, would spout back or regurgitate something they heard in the media, which was, you know, a misperception that they had about about Bitcoin. Which is a very common problem. I mean, we have this new technology developed by PhDs and distributed systems and cryptography, very complicated math. And then we have a journalist (laughs) with their English degree trying to write about it. That's right. And, you know, the quote unquote Bitcoin experts are people who read (laughs) these journalists. I mean... It's really kind of laughable when if you're coming from a background, 250 million plus net worth family, you want the facts as they are. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, you don't want it filtered through an opaque lens. Right. You want a very clear, distilled, microscopic enlargement of like what it is that we're looking at. Right. And, you know, the way our society works is everyone has a bias, whether it be the media or professionals that are trying to sell something to you. Where bias is taken out of the decision-making process is when peers have an opportunity to sit around a table together. That's why families enjoy speaking with other families, where they're just sharing their problems and how they overcame those problems, sharing their, their insights and how they're leveraging those insights to address new opportunities. That's the concept that we're bringing to the Digital Currency Council. Yes, there is an educational component, but the opportunity for lawyers to learn from other lawyers, accountants to learn from other accountants, accountants to learn from lawyers and vice versa. That is, I think, a unique way to learn because there isn't an agenda when peers sit down to speak with each other and to learn from each other. We're really trying to foster an environment where peers can support each other and at the end of the day, build a a bigger pie for all of them together as an industry to serve. Yeah, because there's a lot of issues around Bitcoin, like just the general overall landscape. I mean, we've got this asset that for the most part cannot be seized. Like if you've got those private keys protected properly, you can't seize it. You can't attach it. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that 
there's no fraudulent conveyance statute of limitations on it. But when we're looking at these different assets that high net worth individuals employ, like offshore asset protection trusts and, you know, special purpose trusts domestically, Bitcoin can have a role in all of this. And it's important, I think, for the professionals to understand what type of a role it can have. But if they don't even understand the technology itself, they don't understand how they could put this new tool into the toolkit for their clients. That's right. And I mean, I think some of the developments of, you know, sort of Bitcoin 2.0, the app coins, those are going to be tools that these professionals can use in making their work more efficient and better providing services to their clients that today they you, they provide in more traditional means. You know, I think many of these professionals, even those in our network who are set out to learn, are excited about the opportunities, but they're also concerned about the risks. And what we try and do within the council is ensure that there's a clear articulation of both the opportunities and the risks so that each professional can make a decision for themselves and for their firm whether they want to employ Bitcoin in one aspect or in one way or another. Yeah, you'd mentioned these 2.0 applications of Bitcoin. And I mean, this might be completely off topic, but a couple of weeks ago, talking with a friend of mine who's developing out information systems solutions for high net worth individuals. We've just seen that Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, has actually been using knowledge that he gained in the NSA in his personal trading accounts. If you can compromise the communication systems of a high net worth family, you can use that knowledge to trade against them in mergers or acquisitions or strategy or things of that matter. And so what my what my friend's doing is out of the Caymans, they're building these platforms for secure data, secure storage, secure communications, email, text messaging, all of this stuff so that so that these families are able to have much more, not just have their assets secure, but have all of their communications secured also, which can tie into things like MadeSafe uh, would be a good example of where we've got this technology that can help in accomplishing a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but I think Digital Currency Council, this idea that we need greater competence in the information technology sphere when managing or running a private office, that's going to become extremely important for the clients. Because if the communications aren't secure, how are we maintaining attorney-client privilege? Like if the emails are just in plain text, I mean, sure, that they're not supposed to read it. But if they can read it, then we understand from the Snowden revelations that they are reading it. So we have to really take a lot more precautions when we're managing all of this data and information. And Bitcoin's just another extension of that because the data has become the actual asset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I see Bitcoin and the blockchain network as the next step in the evolution of a lot of things, including data security. Yeah. What are some other things that the Digital Currency Council is doing? Like, you have different plans for people. Mm -hmm. And actually, anybody who signs up, I think we're going to have a code, Bitcoin Knowledge, uh, that'll give you 10% off. That's right. Uh, right. And I think it might even help support the show a little bit financially. Maybe we can get the ums and ahs edited out of uh, future episodes. But what are these different plans? Like, who are they targeting? How can it help the people that are listening to this podcast? Absolutely. So first of all, we are looking to build a big tent. We want to bring in anyone 
who has an interest in learning about digital currencies. And we have a free opportunity to do so. So anyone can go to our site and sign up as what we call an explorer and really just take some time to explore both the risks and opportunities that digital currencies present. As an explorer, you have access to tailored programs based on your profession. Today, there are programs established for accountants, attorneys, and financial professionals. Over time, we'll establish programs for other professional groups as well. Uh, those are absolutely free. And they include a one-hour course, and there'll be some discussion within the membership as well. And you'll be included as part of our professional societies, so the accounting society, the legal society, and the finance society, where you'll receive opportunities to take part in continuing education, discussions, discounts to community events, and, and the like. As a paid member, and I think you mentioned there are three levels, the first level is to gain access to much more in-depth educational content. Today, there is a lot of content on Bitcoin on the web, but you know what we've really done is, is tried to curate that content. When I started learning about Bitcoin, it took me months reading through content, some of which was accurate, some of which was biased, some of which was unclear. What we've done as a what we call our professional membership is developed a five-hour curriculum that we think cover the core competencies of what it takes to be a professional in digital currencies. If you want to take your career in the direction of Bitcoin, and build your practice, uh, whether it be a legal practice, accounting practice, or some other practice in digital currencies, the next level is our, our leader level. That allows you to differentiate yourself in the market of professionals by getting certified and becoming a DCC certified professional. And then if you're looking to market yourself through our platform, we offer what we call our innovator level. And that's an opportunity for you to share your thought leadership, take part in hosting events for our membership and really promote your brand and your expertise across our platform. And that's at our innovator level. But again, you know, we encourage everyone to come in, sign up for free, take a course, see if Bitcoin's for you, see if you're interested and then progress from there as your clients demand it, which they are already most likely, or as you see opportunities for your, for your own practice. Yeah. I mean, the way I kind of see it is, you got to get familiar with the technology. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to think that you would operate an accounting practice or a law practice and not be competent in email, not know how to like send an email, not know how to fill out a subject line, not know how to attach a file. These are just basic competency skills that you have to have. Like we used to have to know how to operate a fax machine right. or a telephone or a pen and paper. I mean, Bitcoin is just another form of technology that in order to remain competitive, professionals are going to have to learn how to use and understand this new technology. Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I will tell you that it reminds me of my first year as an attorney when one of the senior partners came down to my office and said, David, we're supposed to, quote, e-file with the court. I've never done that before. Can you figure it out? <laughs> and, you know, today every attorney is e-filing. It's, it's very rare that attorneys need to carry physical paper with certain margins and uh, a certain size font down to the court and get it stamped. Most attorneys today are e-filing. It's a new technology or it was a new technology at the time. And quite similarly, there'll be a time when every attorney will be using smart contracts 
and to not be familiar with that technology will really hold you back as an attorney. It won't even be something that's new and a value-added service for your client. It'll actually be something that will hold you back if you're not familiar. Well, and not just hold you back. I mean, you could be incompetent. I, I it, think that's it. Could uh, be it could true. be very problematic. Like if you're just completely incompetent in the particular technology, then that could be very problematic. And that's actually one of the reasons I started this Bitcoin Knowledge podcast was finding good quality information. I mean, we interview all the top people in the Bitcoin world here. But at the same time, our interviews are very much across a wide range of topics. And we don't necessarily curate it or focus it for the professionals. And that's one of the things I really like about what you're doing over the Digital Currency Council is at the end of the day, time is very valuable. I mean, you can be dinking around on YouTube trying to watch these videos, or you can just go where, bam, you know, we have the practice guide, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, and it saves a ton of time for you and it's a ton of time for your client and you right. get brought up to speed very quickly. I think that's a very valuable service. Yeah. And that's really our aim. I mean, there are opportunities for these professional groups today to add value to the Bitcoin community. And they don't have six months to study. They need to understand what's important to understand and to some degree what's not and get up to speed as quickly as possible. While I agree that there is a need to understand the technology in order to provide competent legal services or accounting services or financial planning services, I think it doesn't need to be the same level of understanding as an engineer. The fact is that engineers are building tools on top of the technology that will make it easier for most people to use. That will lead to its adoption much, much faster. I don't think we as a society can expect everyone to have the same level of really in-depth knowledge that the smartest engineers in the world do. There's lots of examples of technologies. Email is one. Everyone uses it, but most people don't understand the entirety of how it works. We understand it's sufficient that we can use it. And if there are problems or challenges, we call someone who can provide a deeper understanding. I think a similar sort of hierarchy of skills will develop around Bitcoin. Yeah, I think email is a great example because we have things like carbon copy, blind carbon copy. I mean, these are features of email that are relatively easy to understand because engineers have built the tools that have abstracted a lot of the underlying complexity out of it. We don't have to actually know how the packets are being routed around with SMTP, with simple mail transfer protocol, in order to avail ourselves of the increased efficiency that we get from being able to send an email in carbon copy or blind carbon copy. Uh, knowing the effect that the difference between a carbon copy and a blind carbon copy has, it's very much the same way with Bitcoin. We do need to understand, you know, like public key and private key and things like that. But we don't have to get really down into the molecular level of Bitcoin uh, as professionals yeah, in order to really avail ourselves of what yeah. it has to offer to us, to our clients, and also just to be able to understand what's going on with it. That's right. I mean, what we've done at the Digital Currency Council is outlined core competencies for the professional groups. Inherent in that is it is somewhat limited. It's not everything. In five hours, you're not going to fully understand everything about Bitcoin, but you'll have enough information that you can competently sit for the DCC certification exam competently answer your client's questions about Bitcoin and have that base of knowledge that will allow you to improve your knowledge over time. If you sit for the bar exam in any given state, that doesn't mean you're ready to argue before the Supreme Court the next day. 
it means that you have that core competency from which you can build your career. And you got the toolkit to learn and like right. research a new area of law and be able to apply that to the facts that your client presents to you. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that's really our aim with the Digital Currency Council is to provide professionals with the tools, the base or the platform from which to build. And the certification allows those professionals to differentiate themselves from those in the market who perhaps are just spreading misperceptions and mis misguidance based on media reports as opposed to real diligence and study. Or just flat out disinformation. I've seen That's a lot right. of that too. Um, yeah, so there we go. We've got the discount code, Bitcoin Knowledge. You get 10% off or something like that. We've got a link in the show notes to the Digital Currency Council, digitalcurrencycouncil.com. Thanks so much for being with us, explaining a little bit about what you're doing and keep up the good work. Thanks for being with us. Uh, CEO, founder of the Digital Currency Council, uh, David Berger. Thank you very much. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.